You are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Please welcome Mr. Freds. What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. Hey, it was my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. A predator smells fear, and I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot. I want it all. The sex, my success, stress us. I want it all, no less. So come on. What is up, peeps, and welcome to episode 129 of the Fretzelmania podcast. I am the North American treasure, your second favorite Canadian, Mr. Fretz. Today, I am reviewing SmackDown from September 25th, 2003, the week after the historic Iron Man match, where Brock Lesnar was named the new Undisputed Champion. We are not live from the Wachovia Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, but first, we're going to go grapple surfing to see what else went on in that crazy world of pro wrestling. Monday Night Raw on September 22nd from the MCI Center in Washington, D.C. We had Rob Van Dam defeating Intercontinental Champion Christian by DQ in a title match. However, because this is not Canadian rules, Christian retains. Mark Henry, accompanied by Theodore Long, defeated Tommy Dreamer in less than a minute in a white boy challenge. Lita and Chris Stratus defeated the team of Gail Kim and Molly Holly. Rosie and the Hurricane, the superhero in training, the S-H-I-T. Get it? Hit? Shit? Defeated La Resistance, Rene Dupree, and Robert Conway, accompanied by Sylvan. Evolution defeated the team of Garrison Cade, Mark Jindrak, and main event Maven. Garrison Cade. Here's a name in here. Uh, the late, great Lance Cade, R.I.P. I believe this could have been his television debut, or he was on Heat not long before this, but uh, Mark Jindrak. Now, if you're a longtime wrestling fan such, such as myself, you will know that Jindrak was initially penned to be part of evolution, but was initially replaced by, I believe it was um, Batista. There's a lot of promotional work where Jindrak is suited up with evolution doing the walk that would be part of their, of their Titan Tron. So it's kind of neat seeing him oppose them knowing what we know today. And in the main event, Goldberg retained the World Heavyweight Championship 
against Chris Jericho with Eric Bischoff as a special outside referee. Hmm. I wonder if shenanigans were afoot. Meanwhile, at the Impact Zone, the Fairgrounds Coliseum in Nashville, Tennessee, we had September 24th, NWA TNA pay-per-view number 62. Ron and Don Harris beat the team of Chris Hero and Tim McLeod. Abyss beat Delirious and Kurt Daniels in a handicap match. Sonny Siaki and Ekmo Fatu, a.k.a. Umaga, also R.I.P. and R.I.P. Rosie, beat Axis and Python. Michael Shane beat Chasen Paraco, And in the main event of what probably was Explosion, America's Most Wanted beat The Naturals. Finally, on the main show, we had Jerry Lynn beating Frankie Kazarian, Juventud Guerrera, Nasawa, and Chris Sabin in an elimination match. I forgot Nasawa was, was out and about on his excursion at this point in time. Rick Santel and Chris Vaughn. Chris Vaughn. Man, that guy's been around for forever. Beat the team of Ryan Wilson, not that one, and Kevin Northcutt. And I believe these guys would be red shirt security for Sports Entertainment Extreme. Get it? Sports Entertainment Extreme. It spells C. It doesn't spell sex, Russo, you idiot. Oh. Am I reading this right? Terry Taylor, a.k.a. The Red Rooster, pinned Kid Cash in a match in 2003. Did I read this right? Russo? Russo's here somewhere, isn't he? Jeff Jarrett pinned Christopher Daniels. Simon Diamond, David Young, and Glenn Gilberti beat the James Gang. Dusty Rhodes had a no contest with AJ Styles in a bunkhouse match. Oh yeah, Russo's definitely booking this. And in the main event, The Gathering, Raven, Julio De Niro, and... Once again, Charles Montgomery Punk. Man, that was just fired from AEW. This is very timely. Beat the Disciples of the New Church and Shane Douglas in a triple dog collar match. Sin, who would become the future Kizarni, Slash, a.k.a. Chains, a.k.a. The Underfaker, and of course, Shane Douglas, Dean Douglas, the franchise, whatever you want to call him. A triple dog collar match. So all six men were in a dog collar. Were they all attached to each other? Or was one guy attached to another three times? I'm assuming that's what it's going to be. Because a six-way dog collar match is just asking for broken necks and choking. And of course, my favorite show. And Kyle's favorite show. And Burnham's favorite show. Velocity. That was taped before this very episode of SmackDown, airing on September 27th. Billy Kidman beat Nunzio. Uh, Sideberg here, Nunzio Little Guido. Recently appeared, I believe, on Impact 1000, and he has not aged at all. He's still shredded. 
what's your secret, Nunzio? It's avoiding pizza, right? I know they used to chant, where's my pizza at you, but you weren't eating it because, man. Yeah, I'm not willing to make that sacrifice. Brian O beat Orlando Jordan. Sean O'Hare defeated old WCW buddy Devin Storm, a.k.a. Crowbar. And in the main event, Funaki and Ultimo Dragon beat Jason Vortello and future Eminem star himself, Joey Matthews. SmackDown today is from Philly. Shout out to Ant and his latest content creating venture doing Disney recipes with uh, with Mrs. Stefano. Ant, I'm sorry I forgot the the name of it, but they're doing all these Disney Park things and Disney recipes, and you know it's really neat. I'm glad he's doing what's making him happy over there. But I also miss the the five second rule, the the Rant Foundation, the Oh, whatever that show was that followed the five-second rule with your buddies. That was some good shit, pal. So right on camera, we see a really nicely done Fallen Angel sign. I think you have wandered into the wrong promotion, young person. Tonight, Eddie Guerrero is pulling double duty, defending the two titles that he is currently holding. And we start off with Vincent Kennedy McMahon presenting Brock Lesnar with the WWE title, but it is interrupted by former champion Kurt Angle. Wearing a shirt that says freedom of choice with the American flag on it. And right away, I just, I raise an eyebrow because, well, what was going on in the world at the time, right? But on the back, it said tap out or angle slam. So it's your freedom of choice. Oh, America, is that what you mean by freedom of choice in your constitution? Let me know. Vince tells him that you're here to challenge Brock Lesnar, right? That's not going to happen. Not tonight. What you got to do is start from the bottom, much like Drake. Angle says he didn't come here to congratulate Brock, but to kick his ass. One of two things is going to happen. Brock comes out, and I beat the hell out of him. Or, I go to the back and find him, and beat the hell out of him. The choice is his. He's then interrupted by John Cena. Here's a new feud. He then has a rhyming, a rap rhyme about put your bitch in, you're a whiner, and then vagina rhymes with whiner and Kurt fights him. I guess Kurt doesn't like being told he doesn't have a penis. Who knew? Kurt is then backstage looking for a fight, looking for Brock. He is jumped by John Cena, who says, you can't see me, punk. We lead into our first title match of the night with Los Guerreros defending the newly won Tag Team Championships against Matt Hardy and Shannon Moore. And you know what that means? Matt Facts. Tonight's Matt Facts are Matt has wrestled with strep throat and Matt hates taking medicine, don't we all? It is said here on commentary that Benj Shelton Benjamin is getting knee scope surgery and later in the night, Eddie Guerrero defends the U.S. title against Benjamin's tag team partner, Charlie Haas. Tickets go on sale for WrestleMania 20, which is a full circle, Nate, take a shot, from recently when WrestleMania 40, good lord, I can't believe it's there. <laughs> I'm also going to be 40. Yeah. Um... 
sold like a hundred thousand tickets in like two days or something like that, something crazy. And that was right around the time that AEW had All In and Wembley kind of stole the thunder from them hilariously. So we kick off with a bit of the one now. Matt and Eddie start this match. There's a big sign saying Eddie stole my taco from casual racism and profiling in 03. Matt with a drop kick to the outside onto Chavo. V1 and V2 begin working over Chavo, who recently came back from his, uh, I think it was a bicep tear or something. So they're working over his arm, working over the weakened body part. Ring psychology. Chavo hits a tornado DDT on V2, has the hot tag to Eddie, who hits a spagingo, ding, back body drop. More with a neck breaker. I believe this is the one that he called the morgasm phrasing he then begin the heels i mean begin working over eddie's neck this match breaks up into a schmaz chavo gets a crossbody on shannon moore v1 is suplexed the twist of fate is denied moore hits an enziguri on eddie we get a top rope nothing and then a back suplex and frog splash by the by the champs who retain and win V1 then beats down Eddie following this match, hits a side effect on the cruiser, um, not the cruiserweight, the tag team title. And Chavo didn't notice because he was walking up the ring. He was shining up the the lowrider real nice, getting ready to stick it sideways up someone's candy ass. Finally, Charlie Haas jumps in, hits the Haas of pain on Eddie. And finally, Chavo notices and chases Haas out of the ring. Eddie is weakened ahead of his U.S. title match later tonight. A-Train comes to the ring to cut a promo. He is mad, saying that he can beat Benoit. He can beat anyone. He says uh, Philly being tough is a joke. Bring someone out here. I'm begging you. And then he begins yelling at Colin Taz. And then grabs timekeeper Mark Yeaton. You know, Mark Yeaton is famous for the guy that always threw beers into the ring for Stone Cold. And Stone Cold having pinpoint accuracy to catch them. And Yeaton, well, he must have played ball because he had an arm on him. Was he passed on? I so, Something tells me that Yeaton may have recently passed on. But if he is, R.I.P. If not, then hope you're hope you're doing well. And then finally, Mark Eaton gets locked in the crossface by A-Train. Benoit makes the save. There is a there's chair shots, so there's a brawl, there's a beatdown, and we're leading into a match coming up at No Mercy. Speaking of No Mercy, I have enlisted the help of my game-changing good brother, Nate. So sometime in October, maybe after Canadian Thanksgiving, expect that episode to be, to be out on the presses. Backstage, Eddie is checked on by the doctor who says he cannot wrestle tonight, but Eddie and Chavo insist that he does. Also backstage, Vince and Sable are about to snog in the in the office. Vince McMahon's saying that you look magnificent. Your legs, your waist, your breast, the nape of your neck. And then he is cocked blocked by a producer saying that Steph wants to see you. That was almost 20 minutes ago. Dude, get out of here. Get, get. Need to get, need to get something out. 
Backstage again, Josh Matthews interviews Charlie Haas. And he says that the odds are always in my favor. Never tell me the odds. He does a little bit of Steiner math about the, the victories and the titles and whatnot recently and says that we're even. And now finally, I'm going to take from you. There's a lot of give and take here. So I'm going to take your title much like you took my tag team partner from me. Jiri is kicking some pallets backstage, getting prepped for his coming mat, which is now, versus Rey Mysterio for the Cruiserweight Championship. And tonight's SmackDown is brought to you by Rob Zombie, past, present, and future, with a bonus DVD. I believe this is a compilation of Rob Zombie and White Zombie Greatest Hits, which I recommend, a good band from the 90s. Stacker 2's YJ Stinger, we promise we're not the remnants of IcroPro. And finally, SmackDown is brought to you by WrestleMania 19, now on the Nintendo GameCube. Not a bad game. Better than X8, not as good as Day of Reckoning 1 and 2, not as good as No Mercy, not as good as insert other SmackDown game here. But still, a good attempt for those who chose Nintendo over Sony and Microsoft back in the day. You're looking at me. Kajiri and Ray begin trading pins and high-flying moves back and forth. The Tarantula is locked in, and because it's not a legal submission hold, Taj has until 5 to break. Taj is going for the turnbuckle. He is playing with it here, but I believe he is also getting his green mist prep at the same time while playing with the turnbuckle to... Uh, you know, cause a bit of a distraction. But that is denied, and the mist packet, which I forgot to Google how that happens, begins dribbling down to Jerry's chin, much like me eating uh, chicken wings. Ray goes for a crossbody to the outside and hits it on the Japanese buzzsaw. There is a 10 punch. There is a top rope move reversed by a kick on, on Tajiri. The abdominal stretch and a reverse, and then Tajiri puts it back in, and he's working the ribs ahead of me going to Owen Sound Rib Fest this weekend. We see a leg scissors submission by Tajiri, who, in between holding it, does a bunch of chops, tries pinning Ray a couple of times, but to no avail. We see a gut buster and another leg scissor by the Japanese buzzsaw and a cartwheel Horn Corona, I believe, by Ray. So a cartwheel Horn Corona by Ray, who gets onto Tajiri's shoulders into the electric chair spot, and instead of Tajiri hitting an electric chair bomb, Ray connects with the bulldog. Ray hops to the top rope to get the one-two-three kid moonsault onto Taj, but that is a two-count. A drop kick to the back and a Michinoku driver by Tajiri, earns the Attitude Era podcast's grunt of the night. And if you know that reference, you know. Tajiri kicks ref the referee Brian Hebner on accidentally. Handspring elbow is reversed into a dropkick and a 6-1-9 by Rey Mysterio. He goes for the West Coast pop, but is denied by a kick. Mike Sparks makes the two-count, who is the new referee in this match. Ray hits the Hurricane Ron, and, and while he is pinning Pajiri with, with the, uh, the Rana, 
Pajiri spits the red mist into Ray's face. Buzzsaw kick and new cruiserweight champion Kajiri. We then see a recap or something that's coming up next week and an update on the condition of Zach Gowan. Zach Gowan, of course, was uh, mercilessly beat down by Brock Lesnar, all bloody, uh, you know, the F5 into the ring post bit with one leg, the F5 into the, I think he like picked him up when he was strapped to the gurney and then just slammed him, unless I'm thinking of Rey Mysterio, unless he did it to both. I might be thinking of like four different feuds here at the same time. There is a thing with Fuji TV and People Magazine or something. And, oh, of course, because they are in Washington, D.C. Well, they're not in Washington, D.C. now, but they have a recap of being in Washington. They were there on Raw. That's right. When they're doing SmackDown, your vote. WWE teams with hip hop. Does that mean we're getting another crappy wrestling and rap album that had that awful run DMC DX theme or that even were worse. Well, it's the big show rap theme. Oh boy. But they are um, combining forces to encourage young people to vote. Okay. Uh, I'm Canadian. I don't get it. I just go vote. It's as simple as that. Cole and Taz run down the fact that SmackDown is named the number one show on UPN, probably because literally nothing else good was on UPN at the time. Next up, we got the Bashams versus Jamie Noble and Bradshaw. Of course, Janiqua is out uh, whipping the lads to encourage them or get things rolling. And he says that my partner, Billy Gunn, is hurt. I am smart and I am rich. So I have hired protection for tonight. And that, of course, it is the APA Protection Agency tonight represented by Bradshaw. And there are two young rookies for JBL to bully in the ring. Oh, boy. Nydia then screams to one of the Bashams to suck the breath out of him. Phrasing. Noble hits a neckbreaker. JBL is tagged in. He beats down. Connects with the sack of shit. Follow a slam. He goes for the clothesline from hell on Doug Basham, but is denied. N Nadia does her own rendition of it to Nidia on the outside. JBL in the ring goes for a DDT on one of the Bashams. It's noped. Clothesline from hell on probably Doug. These guys aren't twins, but they made them look exactly alike, so I can never tell them apart. Shneeko comes into the ring, interrupts the pin, causes the disqualification. Michael Cole and Taz run down the rundown. You know, that movie with The Rock and Stifler, one of The Rock's first major roles, other than Scorpion King and whatever that sequel to Get Shorty was called, the You Ain't Woman Enough to Be My Man. Don't look it up. And they also run down the Iron Man match from last week. And afterwards, we hear a whirl. The Big Show is out to watch Haas and Eddie for the U.S. title. Big Show would be soon contending 
for a said U.S. title, so he is out scouting his opponent at No Mercy, whoever that may be. And also, No Mercy is brought to you by Subway. Awkward. Eddie is selling the ribs. The big show stares him down. We have a tease. Then he turns around, grabs Eddie on his way to the ring, chokeslams him into the ring post. Carly Haas is also working rib fest here, working the ribs of Eddie, making me more hungry for some ribs, despite the fact I just put wings on my smoker. We see suplexes and takedowns by the amateur wrestling standout, a backbreaker submission hold, like a bow and arrow kind of backbreaker hold by Haas. And uh, Eddie has a head scissors. Chavo is upset at ringside. Carly locks in the Haas of pain. And when I hear the name Haas, the only thing I can think of is the berserker going, Haas, Haas. I surely can't be the only one, right? So the Haas of Pain is reversed out by Eddie Guerrero. Haas goes for the U.S. title, plays tug of war with it with the ref. Eddie, Eddie grabs the title, puts it in the corner, just kind of like sets it up and straps it to the to the top turnbuckle. Carly Haas flies in with a stinger splash, denied. His face hits the title. Eddie gets froggy. He lied, cheats, and steal, and is still the U.S. champion selling his very injured ribs. And now finally, this is the main event segment of the night. You know, apologies, folks. These episodes may get shorter with these episodes of SmackDown being bare bones. You know, next week might have a bit of a longer show. Potentially, I will be having Cute Kyle from the Apron Bump podcast doing War Games 1993, The Shockmaster. Yeah, I clicked that episode I had a week for schedule like it was him and I just had didn't have schedules that worked out. So now we finally have the title presentation with Vince McMahon. The WWE title and Sable on a podium saying here, I demand your respect for the new WWE champion. And that made me think of, I demand your gratitude for Gunther. Oh, please give us Gunther versus Brock Lesnar before before Brock hangs it up. Please give us this match. Give it to us. So, Sable and Brock in the same ring together, eh? Hmm. I wonder how that turns out. We see a huge Vince is senile sign. Okay, that's funny. And another Brock Ate my cheesesteak sign. But from what place? And you're, you have an expertise on all things Philly. What's the best cheesesteak joint? Because I don't even know the name of one. I've never been to Philly. I don't think I'm going to get to go for WrestleMania 40. So help me out. And by the way, uh, whiz it out, please. In the ring, Vince and Brock hug it out. Vince McMahon encourages Brock. For a speech. Oh boy. The fans begin chanting, You tapped out. Vince just does, Shut up. Only like he can. Brock says, Thank you, Vince. You reminded me of who I am. Kurt, I had you in the palm of my hands. Curtis, I'm going to say this slowly. 
I am unforgiving. I am unrelenting. And I'm going to say this slowly so all of you understand. I am unstoppable. Gong. You've done it now. Here comes the dead man. Rolling down to the ring on whatever motorcycle he's riding tonight. He said, Vince, I told you. I have too much respect for the title to get involved in last week's Iron Man match. But I do not respect you. Brock Lesnar tries to poke his head in. Step to me, Brock. I dare you. But see, a couple of weeks ago, you got involved in my match with Kurt. And I don't let anything slide. I don't forget. And I don't forgive. Brock, I'm going to give, give you here some advice. Enjoy your WWE title. Hang on to it tight. Even sleep with it. Because your first title defense is against me. And I'm going to say this slow so that you understand. You have a date with the dead man. And Vince says, and whose authority do you have a match with Brock Lesnar? Out comes Stephanie McMahon. Vince demands Stephanie to change her mind. She says no. Like, okay. You've done it now, Steph. You forced my hand. So Undertaker and Brock are not the only people going to be having a match at no mercy. I've encouraged you. I've asked you politely to quit. And I am going to make you quit. Vince McMahon challenges his own daughter to a mat at No Mercy. And I quit match. And I don't know if it's added here or if it's added later, but the caveat is if Stephanie McMahon quits, she is done as the SmackDown general manager. Vince then begins to call his own daughter a disrespectful bitch. But Taker steps in like, no, no, no. You don't do that. Brock Lesnar tries to beat him down, but gets choke slammed for his trouble. So, Vince versus Steph. I quit match. Now, Nate and I will get at this when we get at it next month, but that match took place right before her actual wedding with Triple H, not the one that took place dropped up at a drive-thru in Vegas. No, the real one. And Linda was like, I swear to everything holy, if there is one mark on my daughter on her wedding day, I'm leaving you, or I'm going to kill you, or something to that regard. And we'll see how that goes when... Oh boy, when we get to it. Folks, that's going to do it for this one. It's a short, concise episode of of SmackDown today. Not a lot happened, and I got an appointment later today, so I got to go get go and get that done. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fretzelmania, F-R-E-T-Z-L-E-Mania. This podcast is, of course, available 
on Wrestle Addict Radio. Say it with me, kids. The cure for the common wrestling podcast. Be sure to catch up with Nate the effing great on Brace for Impact, who just this week covered a pay-per-view from TNA that took place basically in my backyard, and I had no idea it happened. Mind you, I was in my first year of college while it was going down. I still didn't know. But tune into that one. It's it's pretty funny. And also, uh, Wednesday nights are for Kings of the Rings. King Ricky Rose, our esteemed general manager, the court jester Willie T, and whenever they are available, Agent K Murphy, K Fabe, streaming every Wednesday night at about 8 p.m., talking about all things that are going on in the world of wrestling. I am sure that TKO and Endeavor will be a topic this week, maybe more CM Punk, and who knows. Although he is on a brief break right now, gotta give love to my good brother Zach from the Young Lions perspective, and uh, take all the time you need, brother. We're here for you. So, until next time, folks, TTFN, ta-ta for now, and keep your stick on the ice. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.